0: To Space Bros, the sci-fi movie podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary, and with me is my festive friend till the end, Kate. What's up, girl? Oh hey Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing just swell. Doing just excellent. swell. Yeah. Most excellent. Well, today we find ourselves in the lovely um we're coming to you from the past, dear uh dear listeners. We are a day before halloween so we're it's still in the a time over machine. here but, but when we find you it'll be november <laughs> there's still time for me to carve the pumpkins which are sitting on my back porch oh my god my half carved pumpkin on my front porch how did you know <laughs> <laughs> you know it's been all over the news lately mary what's been all over the news kate um oh fuck ton of toxic masculinity men uh men 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 using and abusing their power um the idea is that like there has to be some sort of control that women is like a dangerous quantity anytime we attack uh queer rights we're really saying uh the gender roles are super important and that men need to be in charge anytime we uh say that women shouldn't be able to make rules about their own bodies Anytime we get stuck in regressive, we need to go back to when it was great again. What we're really talking about is some goddamn toxic masculinity, and um, that's that's the monster that's been stalking my newsfeed. Mary, how how are you <laughs> feeling? Well, I'm feeling cautiously optimistic because soon we will have an election, and I hope everyone's going to vote. Yeah, we're going to be seeing you on the other side of that. So, um, again, from the past. I hope you all voted and that we're all going to wake up on September the on September on November the 7th in a brave new world, you know? Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, I don't think we're going to get I don't think we're going to get my my birthday is election day and I don't think I'm going to get everything I want for my birthday, but that's okay. Yeah. I would at least like to get a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, but I, I- I don't know. i for Ted Cruz not to be. Um, oh, man. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be yeah. amazing. Um, not Mary birth state of Texas. Uh, oh, you know. It would be great if Texas flipped blue. That would be amazing. Um it would be amazing. So we'll see. I mean, but I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. I did read this article. Oh, man. Where was it? Ugh. It was an article about why young, about, like, it was, like, seven young people explaining why they're not going to vote. Oh. And... And one of them was like a poli sci major. She was still in college, and I was like, "How?" And had never How? voted. She was tw- she was like twenty. I was like, "How have you never voted? How like, do you study this thing and not feel like it's important enough to vote?" I know. I see. I said that as someone who studied poli sci and like the idea of not voting. It it well it it it's it's the antithesis of everything that I studied. So like, what was her reason, Mary? Um, Basically, her thing was like, "Well, you don't know if you're gonna mess everything up, so it's like a it's like a gamble as <laughs> to so whether you vote." And I'm like, "Yeah, you do your best. Life is a gamble. Every choice you make is technically a gamble. You still gotta go out there and choose. You can't just sit on the sidelines and wait. Let other people make decisions for you. You gotta you gotta step up." It was from New step York and Magazine, and it was 12 young people. So her her whole deal was, um. And she tries to throw out a bunch of stuff where she's like, uh, where she's like, you know, I I know all kinds of stuff. Like, um, I'm you know, I was a socialist and then I became, um, like a nihilist. Like, she she really tries to like prove how like much she's thought about this, how how evolved she's become. And she she's says, never voted then... I know. Sorry. And she says, I'd rather be an informed non-voter than an uninformed voter going in and making choices they don't understand. You're voting for a politician going into office and I'm seeing less change than I am through grassroots organizations. Since Trump has been elected, those grassroots groups have been really doing great, great work. So I guess it's what that where you see the impact. But you know what I have to say to Samantha? I'm actually going to riff on something that I recently heard Roxanne Gay say Ah, in person. It was amazing. Um, Oh, my God. saw Roxanne Gay since the last time we've talked to her. I uh, saw Roxanne Gay. She came to the college and I went and I felt very old and because I was surrounded <laughs> by literal babies and yeah. <laughs> when I when I went to the when I finally got up there for her to sign my book, um I talked to her a little bit about Vanderpump Rules and it was amazing. And cuz I, I, I know cuz I know she loves Vanderpump Rules. Oh. Um and it was great. But uh, she had she took questions and one young woman stood up and said, uh, you know, what do you what's your advice for young people who are feeling jaded and like they don't really want to like, you know, support any of the candidates that are currently on offer. And she basically was like, look, people died for your right to vote. Don't be an ass. <laughs> like, right? So, no, and, right?" And she said she said a lot of like cold, hard nuggets of truth. So that was one of them. Then the other one was. Um, of course, of course, you're jaded. You're young. Everybody, when they're young, is is very idealistic. And that means when you look at the world, you feel jaded. But, you know, there's bad and there's less bad. And I think we need to start having practical conversations about which one we'd rather have. Yeah. Uh, which was a cold, I, hard nugget. And then... Honestly, I think that's how we ended up with Trump was that um, we had enough people born just in Obama years that just did not didn't... Didn't know what was at ...understand how stake. bad it could be. Yeah. Um, and then her last one was, which I thought was really brilliant and appreciated as I' as I'm standing with my with like my whole feet and just my heels keeping me on the, this edge of uh, my 20s before I tumble full forward into my 30s. <laughs> she said, and the thing about the thing about being young right now is it's not going to last forever. Eventually you're going to be old, and I don't want you to look back on this time and think to yourself, I didn't do what I should have done." Like yeah. whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoa. I I remember thinking a lot <clears throat> during the last election about uh, people that I knew uh, that were that voted for our current president before they voted for him. That like, what are you going to say to your daughters? And like, obviously, what are you going to say to yourself? in the mirror like you know what are you going to say to anyone like it shouldn't have to take there being a woman close to your life but like but for real those people had young daughters and it was like what are what will you say and already because he's been in office two years and kids grow at such a rapid rate those conversations are happening and they're not pretty because what can you really say after someone says that they're going to grab women by the genitals upon seeing them you know like I mean, like, frankly, a president that that's this interested in policing other people's genitals in general, I think, is worrying In general Should all of it, worry everybody like that's just like I just want to be like, it's none of your damn beeswax, dude. Like what the fact that w- this why is are still you still even so a conversation into this. like, yeah, because mm, there are still people who like talk about like the bathrooms and it's like literally like what like what right do you ever have to know what anyone's genitalia is? Like, and what, in what universe do you ever get to know what is someone's genitals? So, like, the idea that there's ever been this expectation, like, nah, that's, like, the one thing. It's, in fact, illegal to show someone else your genitals. Like, you know, like, fuck off. That's not, like, a thing you get to know. Yeah. I mean I feel that way a lot about his stuff. He's like, We gotta get rid of the illegals. I'm like, none of your beeswax. You don't even know who they are. Back right. off. this is this shouldn't be a police state. So no. that shouldn't be like a thing. Yeah. Why do you why do you care so much, dude? That that worries me for you. Um, I'm actually wrong. I'm sorry. That person the that, that first ninny that I talked about in this article is not the polyscience person. This person is the polyscience person who talks about Reese, who I believe is a man. And has never mm-hmm. voted also um, in Ohio, which I'm like, Reese, you're in a swing state. Come on, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, right? You're giving up your vote. Yep. Um, he's the poli-sci person. And he says, of course, I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I didn't know. But I didn't know if Trump was going to be a flash in the pan or I just didn't know what to do. I didn't want to help something that might end up being wrong. Well, Reese, you did. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> by not. Not making a choice is also a choice. Yep. Like the, and, and let me just say, about, to someone who says, I'd rather um, be an informed non-voter than, uh, than, than be an uninformed voter, that is also a false economy. You can choose to be an informed voter. It is very, very simple. I would argue it has never been simpler in our contemporary times to bind many a search engine that allows you to just see side-by-side comparisons of policy opinions that allows you to see voting records that allows you to see who what organizations are supporting these people if like the aclu is someone you care about you know who is the aclu like not not saying is a monster you know um so yeah that that's that's a stupid that's a stupid proposal to even make it's a it's a it's yeah it's a false dichotomy So we've we've talked about some figurative giant monsters. Uh, Mary, uh, you want to talk about some literal giant monsters? I do. What are we talking about today, Kate? We're talking about Colossal. (laughs) Um, It is the uh, 2016 film by Nacho Vigalondo, Currently streaming on uh, Hulu, so you can watch it right now Z's. Right. And so this is... uh, it's funny. We're coming off of Halloween, where we're no longer talking about horror movies, and we're nope, talking back about to sci-fi. sci-fi. And this is definitely, uh, you know, science fiction, but it also does have giant monsters. But that is something that has been in science fiction for a long time. That's giant right. Monster movies. Who doesn't like them? And there's uh, a basis in science. So this is the. Right. Uh, so kaiju. this is this is playing on the kaiju uh, Japanese sure. film. Tradition, yep, mm-hmm. um, which was born um, from... Godzilla is the first and most famous of these movies, probably, but... Yeah, I think you'll have all heard of a little Godzilla, you know? You know. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. giant A giant lizard monster uh, that stomps around Tokyo. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And it was born out of... Um, uh, I was born out of uh, interest in giant animal movies from the States that did really well in Japan, namely um, King Kong and the beast from uh, 20,000 fathoms and, and also increased alarm within uh, the Japanese public in the 1950s with uh, atomic weapons and atomic testing. So yeah, he That's kind became of became kind of like a stand in. Right. Yeah. So this, um, This man, uh, Tanaki, basically was like, I'm going to push these two things together and make a really cool movie. And he did, and it was Godzilla, and it did amazingly. And now it's sort of entered, um, you know, Japanese film lexicon. And I think it's really cool, too, because, um, uh, yeah, Akazu refers specifically to... um, sea man or strange beast that's what it literally translates to and it's supposed to be like this ancient sea monster from japan and like call back on japanese folklore and stuff but like actually like none of that like none like godzilla is not an ancient creature mothra is not an ancient creature like they're not referring strictly to folklore it's just taking the idea of these these hidden beasts who are like forces of nature and applying it. I, it's really cool, though. I can't really think of anything that we have that's quite like that. I mean, I guess like Disney... Um, Disney uh, fairy tales are a little bit like that where we're like yeah. well it's the idea of the story but with like a lot less death <laughs> Like we've <laughs> right. kind of cleaned it up and made it more exciting for the kiddos here right. now but instead of doing that they've just kind of taken on um, something that is like culturally very important and has been for a long time and have, have folded in modern elements um, that reflect you know Paranoia or social unrest at the time, and make them into movies, and I think that's lovely. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, so this this particular film uh, tries to—I don't know if I can even say—subvert that, and uh, this expand upon potentially. Yes. Well, it, so what Colossal does are some interesting things. I think in some ways it is regressive. Um, I think that it uses the Kaiju trope in, in an interesting way by uh, making the actions of this monster actually be an embodiment of uh of our character and, and we'll talk about the plot in just a second. But um it also seems to invoke on a kaiju in order to like move the destruction of this monster uh over to um <clears throat> over to Asia where it, it seems to be treated as though uh well no one no one who's out actually faces the monster is really personified in any meaningful way. We don't actually get any stories. so it's it's it, I think it's uh a, I don't want to call it a swing and a miss it's I, problematic I are, it's problematic it it's is problem Thank you, Mary. It is indeed quite problematic, but um, we'll get into all of it. We'll get into all of yeah. it. So I had never seen this movie before. That's, um, yeah, I was about to ask you, what uh, What did you think that this movie was going to be about? So I was completely blindsided by the um, domestic abuse <laughs> angle of this movie. I yeah. knew that it was Anne Hathaway is um, an alcoholic and she finds out that suddenly she's controlling this giant creature that is tormenting. I didn't know that it was soul, but I, I knew it was uh, I assumed it was Japan because of Godzilla, yeah. and yeah. so I assumed it was Tokyo. But I knew she was she. There was a a monster threatening an eastern city, and that she was somehow controlling it, and that the way the only way out was through sort of her alcoholism. So I thought this was supposed to be sort of like kind of a a quirkier movie that is like very narrowly focused on. Alcoholism and self-destructive behavior via sort of like a the butterfly effect casing. Right. And right. it kind of was like that. I mean, th- I like knew I knew like the first 20 minutes of the movie. It's <laughs> basically right. right. But well, and 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 it's funny because like, I think that what is compelling to me is is the part that you don't see, even though I'm like that is. <clears throat> yeah. So what the movie is actually about, Mary, uh, now that, you know is Anne Hathaway she's a former writer who's been on the job market for a year because she was laid off. Um, she comes home after a wild night of drinking only to be dumped by her boyfriend uh, and kicked out because she's a hot mess uh, who's literally always just drunk and lying to her. And, like, at first you're a little bit like, Wow, man, you're you being really cold. And then, like after he leaves, like all of her friends sneak in because she was just gonna keep on lying and drinking. So you know she's kind of a monster a little bit. Um, <laughs> she moves back home to her parents' old vacant house. Uh, reconnects with a friend from elementary school, Oscar, who uh owns a bar. And so she slips into a working at the bar and drinking after hours with the dudes, kind of rhythm. Uh, and early in the morning when she's doing her like. ADM crawl home. Uh, she realizes when she is crosses a particular uh, playground at, at 8.05 every morning, uh, suddenly a uh, a monster materializes in soul and mimics her motions. Um, after she finds out that she's caused a lot of destruction after the fact and, and realizes what's happened, she tells her friends and then finds out that Oscar becomes this robot, and um, <clears throat> her friendship with Oscar in quotes takes a takes a takes a dark turn. As his uh, toxic masculinity and controlling nature uh, and intense brutalization uh, becomes comes more to the foreground and becomes less of an insidious uh, backdrop. And she has to figure out how to uh, face down her her demons and his in order to um, prevent his ravaging and destruction in soul. So pretty pretty you know, pretty basic stuff, right? Am I right, Mary? <laughs> basic film. I mean you know. I mean it's the tale as old as time. <laughs> tale as old as time, exactly. Uh you got you got giant monster and giant robot. Um well and and so what's interesting is you're right, you know exactly the first twenty minutes, but I think that uh so this movie stars Anne Hathaway as um Gloria and Gloria, Jason Gloria. Jason Sudeikis as Oscar uh who I always will associate forever as Floyd Liz Lemon's uh, first uh, totally. boyfriend that she gets along with really well, and so there's something about me that's just always pre like predestined to like love this guy. Like I find him to be incredibly charming. So we first see him, and it's clear that he he's into Gloria, and she's like less into him. And I'm kind of like, why? He's great. I love this guy. He's the best. And and underneath the film (laughs) What a a handsome, lonely bartender. (laughs) What a a handsome, lonely bartender just trying to help out, be real friendly and stuff, and then this insidious crackling, this, like, kind of venomous, like, um, very real, very human, very, uh, tangible, evil just kind of like, glows and burns under the surface, and then, you know, flames out in a way that is just so enrapturing to me to watch. Um, There's something about his performance, about this like reveal of this horror that is so effective for me that it made me want to revisit this film after seeing it, you know, over a year ago uh, on our podcast. So I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's definitely problematic. Uh, There's definitely some white feminism we're going to get to talk about. And, uh, some real uh not post-colonial problems in this uh portrayal but um holy crap oscar is a creep 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 he is a creep um (laughs) let's start with gloria though because i do so well so i i I do agree or disagree i think that a key theme in this film is uh rage or at least uh you know, um... unchecked emotion, maybe. Yeah, yeah, fair. Like out of control emotional responses to stuff that you shouldn't have, like yeah. that you should, you need to get under control to be a functioning human being. Yes. Um So right, so initially, I don't ever. So like like Gloria's a drunk, and I think that they actually make her. I applaud them for not making her like a like a like a after-school special drunk. Like, her alcoholism actually seems pretty fun. Like, you know, she goes to parties. Yeah. Her friends come over and they order a bunch of Chinese food in the morning. Like, that all sounds really fun to me. And I think that that's actually, well, like, she- a brave decision. Like, well, and when she slips into this into this bar group uh, at home, like, she's able to keep the chemistry going. She's able to keep uh, yeah. everyone engaged. She's not, she's not a malicious monster. Like, you... you She's a good, she's a good drunk. Like, she's not, she doesn't, she doesn't hit people. She doesn't yell. She doesn't scream. She doesn't do that thing where she just becomes, like, jello and you have to hold her over a sink while she vomits. She doesn't do any of that stuff. Like, she seems... it it seems like what Dan hated about it was partly that she was a drunk never with him. Like, he just never actually spent any time with her she just went out and partied with literally right. everyone else dan dan being her boyfriend mm-hmm. yes oh wait is it dan or no tim? I, I, honestly dan stevens is the name of the actor tim, tim, tim. Is her boyfriend dan stevens also known as matthew crawley mr so, matthew you know. crawley i know i was like <laughs> where's mary hey hey tim where's mary you need to go back to her <laughs> yeah um come on is this what Lady happened Mandy's when you faked your death in season two come mm-hmm. on come on um yeah, so <laughs> spoilers for Down Abbey. <laughs> spoilers for Down Abbey. <laughs> um, so spoilers for like baby infant ba- uh, Downton yep. Down Abbey. Um yep. right. I I do agree with that I I mean like I think we have to get into to uh, Tim because he's his own special kind of messed up, but I did think it was like brave for them to make her her alcoholism look fun as opposed to like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But absolutely. on the other side of that, the things that I think made her a monster weren't really her alcoholism, which I think put me in as a weird place as an audience member. Like, the things that seemed messed up to me, and maybe these are things that feed her alcoholism, and, like, maybe I need to just kind of, or, like... Or a symptom of her alcoholism yeah. in an indirect way. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe I just need to, like, like loosen, loosen my foot off the brake and be like, well, you know, maybe this is fine. Is, like, the things that seem messed up to me is she seems incredibly entitled like selfish and selfish right like like it is fun that she like all of her friends come in so they can keep drinking after the party but that's like a really bad thing to do to your partner no that's so shitty that's the thing like that's when i'm like oh she's kind of a monster like tim's being a little bit of a dick right now being like hey you live with me um we've been together clearly when you are successful but you've lived to me without a with me without a job for about a year and i need you to be out by the time I get home, I have packed you a bag. They're the cheap bags so you can keep them. Like, you know, you're kind of like, who the what fuck a is this guy? It, yeah, he's a total jerk. And then, and then this trail of friends comes in who like could not care less about. Like, friends is a loose term. Does yeah, do not don't care about right. her emotional state at all. No, no, no. not at all. So she's no. like, she's definitely like entitled and bratish. Um, mm-hmm. she's one of those like perma upper middle class people who like somehow can afford to like drink and wear expensive clothing even though she's been out of work for a year which is not 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 normal not real it's like movie magic but also but also you know people like that where you're like you're just a hot mess but like you're never you're never gonna need to get like social like a social program to pay money to you because you're just like perma upper middle class and that's weird that that's like your experience when so many other people who are so much more driven than you like need to be on welfare. That's really messed up. But privilege. That's systems yeah. of oppression and privilege. And 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 yeah. I think that in some ways it's strong and good that like we have this entitled, we have this kind of selfish, we have this, you know, kind of careless perma middle class white woman because like I think that I think that there's a there's a healthy amount of of that in the world but also it's like are we really saying anything intelligent and unique about it You well, know what i mean yeah and do we let do we actually hold her on the hook about it or does she become right. a better person when immediately she stops drinking i think it's the latter in this case like right. like right. there are like she doesn't she shouldn't magically become a good person when she stops drinking because the drinking i mean maybe the, the drinking calls is a- all that well, the drinking, I think, I think that those things go hand in hand. I don't know which is the chicken and which is the egg, but yeah. I think she is a selfish and entitled person. Yeah, I think her drinking habits allow her to be even more so because she doesn't have to face up to reality. She gets to just like go into kind of a stupor and just continue. If you're continuously escaping and not facing like what reality is, then you never have to face the music. You get to just be permanently kind of a disengaged asshole. Yes, I do, and I'm. guys, we all self-medicate. I'm not, you know, trying. I'm just, I'm I'm saying, like, care about other humans. Well, and I kind of, I mean, like, what I'm saying is I want her to be so much more flawed than she is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, so, you know unchecked emotion or rage seems to be, like, a central tenet. But I'm like, Gloria, what are you so mad about? Like, I don't really know over the course of this. I know... what And she, that's the messy part of, I think, so much of this movie. Like, even the origin story that we finally get for, so like, why about? this anomaly is happening does not make sense. And like, and, and I, I think we can skip there for just a second because, like, that's... Yeah. We, we, see, we see it towards the end of the movie that the reason why she is able to manifest as this monster. And he's able to manifest as this robot is they're walking to school with like their displays and her displays like uh, uh, the city of Seoul, you know, like little please, dioramas. Please, it's a diorama, yes. Yeah, dioramas. Ma- Mary's well versed in the yeah. diorama. Yeah, I know, um, all about, I know all about the diorama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I love the uh, diorama. Yeah, and it, it flies out of her hands and he in goes In a way that does not make sense. Let me say. That does dior- not make sense. And somehow like a well-crafted diorama trees, cannot be picked up by the wind. That's insane. Right. Um, and also, and and then look like perfect, not like ravaged at all. And then no! she it's follows crazy. him like as he goes to like chase it down. I have no idea where his is at this point. Maybe it's in his hands. I don't know. Whatever. The bottom line is he finds it and stomps on it. She sees it. She's like enraged. A little finger of lightning hits her and him and their respective, uh, their respective avatars fall out of their backpacks. She has the monster and he has this robot toy. And let me just say, if if someone stomping on your diorama is such an impactful, rageful moment as to uh, affect the laws of physics and time and space. What an amazingly nice life you had. Right? Like, what the hell is that? And so, like, I guess, yeah, yeah, that's the thing in general. Like, what is she angry? What is, And, and honestly, other than, like, clearly issues with women and whatever, like sure, we don't really understand what his deal is either. So like the what I'm saying is this movie does some interesting things. It has some real strong performances that I think are for me what like make it uh, uh a movie worth watching. Um, I would argue that's ninety percent of why uh I I I Watched it twice. Is Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis? Um, oh, did it! Fantastic performances. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with their performance. I mean, we'll, we'll get yeah, to no, it. And it. I I think specifically it, Jason Sudeikis does like makes a oh meal out of crumbs in the script. Like he like hell, figures it out. Hell yeah, um, he figures it out. But- yeah, they they create substance there, but the movie doesn't deliver. The movie does a lot of lazy shorthand over and over again. So so right. So I kind of like I was like maybe her alcoholism is supposed to be dulling her rage, but I don't really feel like I was given the the tools to make those connections. I mean, like, that yeah. I think is supposed to be the point, but then, like, she only becomes the monster when she is, like, stomping home and she's drunk. So... So that doesn't quite work, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. It's not... And, and even after she dries out, she's still the monster, so it's still something that she is. So I didn't really... I felt like they didn't... I felt like they made her an alcoholic. I thought that that was going to be something that was, like, kind of the central piece of this movie was, like, realizing, oh, like, when I do self-destructive things, it ripples out and it affects a lot of people in ways that I don't even I can't even comprehend. Yeah. And I think that that is still their goal. I think that's still what they're trying to say. Um, yeah. But then they let her off the hook even basically yeah. immediately. Like so she realizes that she is causing people to die, which we never find out the and total number. We never find out how many. We know nope. that it's a lot the first time. It's less the second time. We have no idea. Is it thousands? Is it tens of thousands? Is it hundreds? Is, is it, it tens? tens? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I don't I have, know. I don't know. I have literally no idea. And that is incredibly infuriating and does a lot to dehumanize uh, what's happening. And also to totally pull her off the hook. Because if you if she's just like, you know, a, a, a murder, an abstract, not even like her maliciously doing it, it's so easy just right away all of those lives. When in reality, like. All of those lives. There's so many people who are getting, like, killed because, like, for what? A white woman figure out that her alcoholism has effects? Yeah. You know? And even then, she could keep killing them because the monsters go away. So, like, that... No, it doesn't. So that part yeah. just didn't make sense to me, and I thought I thought it was also, like, kind of doing a disservice to people who do struggle with addiction issues to be like, and then she realized how bad it was, and then she was able to stop drinking immediately with yeah, no like, the fact problems. that, like, we never see her, like, struggle or hold, like, no. the only time where I feel like it's, like, clear that she, that this is even, like, a, and this is clear is the wrong word. I for someone who wanted us to talk about this movie, and I worried that this was going to happen. I feel like I'm like, let me tell you all the things that suck about. <laughs> you're this like, movie. this is bullshit. Who made us watch this? <laughs> oh, that's right, it's me. <laughs> I wouldn't. I to would, I okay, say. I don't think you should watch it. I want to you know, say right off. I want to say right off the bat that I did enjoy this movie. So right, it's, I'm it's, glad is, you made me is, watch it. Right. No, it's entertaining. It's worth watching. Sci-fi is a great genre. So like, you know, like if you're here, you're. I don't think that there's a movie we're ever going to have you watch that you're going to be like, man, that was just a boring waste of sack of crap. Because those aren't the kind of movies we're watching, guys. Yeah. Um, No. No. Uh, When you're here, you're family. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) When you're here, you're family. family. Come on in. You get it. Um, You get it. Um, Yeah. yeah, So I feel like they kind of let her off the hook. And then so to me, it was sort of like, okay, so Gloria is a drunk, but she's really more of like, like, she's like. To to a drunk, what a girl who kind of smokes is like. Well, so like I she's just, not I, really I, is she an addict? Like I don't know. Right. No. Like we never see her like struggle, and the only nope. moment that we have, uh, and this was the point I was trying to make earlier, and then just lost the thread, mm. is that like at the very end of the film, when after after. Spoiler alert, she has defeated the mon- the other monster. Yeah, she saves um, Soul. Yep. She saves Soul. After killing you know, lots of people in Soul, which we After killing don't know. lots of people in Soul, now she's still she's somehow Soul's hero. Goes down the street into a bar where someone's just hanging out because, you know, it's not like monsters were just attacking. And just like, <laughs> do you yeah, want to hear do you wanna hear an incredible story? Also, real quick, um, please explain to this person who lives in Korea the incredible story of the monster that came and destroyed Korea. Yeah, you I'm don't, sure you don't that know she this really woman's really wants life. to hear. You don't know this but woman's like, life. And also, this woman like lived your story more than you did. And also, um, she might right. know she might know people who died in this. So it's kind of up. up. I'm, I'm almost positive she does, because she's literally right there. <laughs> right from, there. I don't, you know. I don't know why and, her and bar woman, is open right now, but you <laughs> right? Know. And the woman's like, Do you want a drink? And she's like, <sighs> And, like, that's the cut, and it's, like, kind of played for laughs, and it's a little bit like, oh, she's still struggling with her alcoholism, but that, that is the shot, that, that is the moment that's, like, her alcoholism didn't just disappear, it's always going to be part of her life. Guys, I could have used one moment where she was, like, actually gripping with the fact that, like, she would go for alcohol, and maybe she breaks the fucking bottle because she realizes it, it leads to her murdering people, but something, something more that throwaway line that's, like, well, actually, Oscar, I haven't had a drink since Saturday. Like, no. Yeah, no. That's weak. That's, that's. Yeah. No, I, it seems. But there is one person, I feel, in this movie who, so, so that's a problem. And I think the reason it's a problem is because Oscar It doesn't show the work.
1: It doesn't, oh. yeah,
0: well, it doesn't show the work, but also, so, like, her her characterization is, is a problem, I think. I, I, like, I don't really know what her motivations are, I don't really know if she's a real alcoholic, I don't really know very much about her recovery, so I'm, yeah. like, I'm, like, and I'm supposed, so I'm, like, at the end, I'm, like, okay, well, I guess, I guess she's better now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're supposed to believe that she's healthy now. Yes. Okay. But I think the thing that is un- most uncomfortable for me is I was excited about seeing a flawed... First of all, I was excited about seeing an alcohol- like alcoholism for women addressed in a film. You almost never do. Or yeah. if you do, it's like an older woman like who's, yeah. who's a drunk and you're like... you're, And basically those movies are sort of like either lampooning or very seriously addressing you're failing as a mother. Or yeah. you're failing ways as- in which you're destroying everyone's life around you and like a really like Maternal yeah way. and it's in a maternal sort of thing or it's like you used to be young and beautiful and now you're just an old drunk like it's like it's sort of <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of thing which You've is. You've wasted your life exactly. by being a drunk. Yeah. Exactly or like or like now your you're not. Your beauty has faded and you're now haggard and no one wants you. Yes and you're making it worse because you're a drunk and you should feel bad yeah. about that which like I'm not I mean like I love Sunset Boulevard don't get me wrong like love it. <laughs> who, who doesn't? Who, who doesn't? Do, who doesn't? But <laughs> I, don't watch th- I don't watch that movie so that I can like get insights on alcoholism And women. No. Like, no. No. That is I don't watch that movie for like the sound psychology of it. No. No, no, no. Sure (laughs) don't. Um, so, So I was kind of excited about that and I felt disappointed, but I also felt really disappointed that suddenly I was put in a position with this movie where I was like, well. I mean now I'm I am getting like a, a, a feminist message about domestic abuse, but I wish I wasn't because it's really distracting from the alcoholism. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Well and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like the alcoholism is like almost like again a shorthand, a device, like kind of a smoke screen. And really what the movie is trying to be about is more the other side like the fact that like through her alcoholism she became more vulnerable to the controlling uh Mm -hmm. nature of like this of this man through her like vulnerabilities and weaknesses he was able to find control and and I guess that's interesting in a way that like the ways in which people get trapped in domestic abuse scenarios um sure the ways in which uh someone can become your everything can control your life uh when you're not yourself a monster or you know whatever but but that's well-trodden territory. I mean, like, yeah. we know, yeah. we know that, like, and, and so, so it was just wasn't as, it wasn't as interesting as I felt it was going. It should have been. Yep. Agreed. Um But I do think that this whole domestic abuse angle is, uh, is very effective. It's the most effective part of the movie for me. Like, this is the part of the movie where I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. It seems thoughtful. It's like, it progresses in a way that makes sense to me. Like... I love how um, you see really early on that Oscar is sort of, like, constantly gaslighting her. Like, he's always giving her stuff. Like, he shows up with a TV and is like, oh, but you asked for it. I thought you wanted it. He says, I thought you wanted it to her so many times about stuff that he's just voluntarily giving to her that you're like, wait a minute, dude. And, like. Well, at first you think maybe, you know, she would, because, like, he's also taking advantage of the fact that she does get blackout of the fact that she doesn't remember things. She doesn't. So at first, you as an audience member are like, oh, yeah, she asked for a TV. But like, if you watch it a second time, like that, all of it, you're like, I don't know if she asked for a single fucking thing from this guy. No. Ever. ever. No, especially if you see her when she's drunk. Like, she's not that kind of a drunk. Like, the idea of her yeah. being like, I really want a TV doesn't make sense based on what or you like, see. Or like, oh, man, can you do that? Great. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, no. he shows up with one. It's like, oh, well, I mean, awesome. But like, that's why she would have been drunk, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's super. Like, yeah, it's legit. Thanks. But like, not like a. Sure. You know, like, yeah, whatever. Agree. And you can kind of tell early on that, like, I I think if you didn't. So initially I was like, because I didn't know anything about the domestic abuse angle. I was like, wait, is this going to be like a romantic storyline. Right? Yeah. And I felt weirded out by that. Cause I was like, that yeah. seems wrong. Like that mm-hmm. seems like, that seems like, so, so that is the moral, like get out of the city girl, dump your, dump your ritzy posh boyfriend and come back home where you meet the salt of the earth boy. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> so I am right. glad I do. I want to like give a little tip of my hat to them for like using that and being like, actually a lot of rom-coms are like really creepy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, hell yeah, overstepping boundaries, like, constantly. And yeah. that is not romantic. In a, in a way that we romanticize, but it's never romantic. No. no. Including, like, when she's, like, kind of, like, flirting with that guy and he's, like, I can't believe it. Like, and he, like, overreacts. And it's, like, I feel like in a different story... Him being like, "Hey, back off!" It would have oh, been yeah. like when uh, this when guy Joel, was really grabby. When, yeah, Joel when Joel almost gives her like like a like a sweet little kiss on the mouth, and she's like, "Uh," and he's like, "Oh, okay." And then Oscar roars. Oscar in. overreacts, but like in another story, like probably in Oscar's internal narrative, right? Um, he's the hero who's coming in, like saving her from getting like you know whatever. But really, that's all about him, like not wanting, like wanting control. And that's the thing, like yeah, he. He, he finds this way in by, like, being helpful and getting her to, like, kind of owe him, even though, like, she's never asked for anything. But, like, yeah. it all becomes, like, kind of implied. And then he's her boss. And then, you know, like, he's the only person she can count on. And at some point, you know, like, when all of this is start, when, when you're realizing how terribly wrong everything is, you know what I mean? Um, Tim comes into town. And he very overtly, like, uses this control and drives him away. So it's like, I am the only person in your life. And I do think that is, like, the... well, I mean, that is the pattern of abusive relationships sometimes, you know? Like, like yeah. now now it's just me. Um, and I guess what I think is actually compelling about this film uh, and the way that they did this, because, again, none of that's, like, originally unique, is the way in which Oscar is so charismatic. The way in which, like, yes. initially... It really does feel like, you know, he's he's someone you want it as an audience member. You want to spend time with, you know what I mean? And then and then that just gets um, perverted. It's it's played out really. really, It's played out really, really well. Like they do the right amount of things where like when he does something creepy, the music in a romantic comedy would tell you that you're supposed to think that that's romantic and it doesn't yeah. in this it doesn't overtly it's not like bum, bum bum like it's not anything real yeah. overt but like those but moments by, but but that absence of that yes feels makes weird makes it feel weird so yeah. it's it's clearly it's very clever and it's like it's like uh it's definitely executed like it's 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 crafted well like the story is is really good from that perspective i just was always like but i mean but I mean, Gloria is also a problem. Like, let's yeah. get back to her. Like, no, no, app one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I just um. felt I felt like I was watching like uh, like a morality tale that was f- actively failing the Bechdel test. Where it's like, yep. where it's like no, actually, the woman's problem is a man. I'm like, no, actually, the woman's problem is that she's, like, a drunk. <laughs> like, she needs... Her problem is her own problem. Not all of her, her problems... Problem is that there's something broken inside of her that yeah. we have no idea what it is. We have she no idea why it is. And, yeah. and she never has to do the work because instead she gets confronted with a different problem. And the work ends up being facing that problem. But that means that, like at the end of the movie and this is a question i like to ask superhero movies is one of the movies that fails this every time is like have the stakes really changed you know and 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 what i mean is timestamp zero zero five versus timestamp you know one forty three you know let's not even talk about what happened in the plot like is everything exactly the same? Are the problems that were at the beginning of the movie still the problems at the end? And there are films that do that quite well, but superhero movies don't because that's not the kind of movie that they are. Well, they you know have to I mean? reset like so that you can have a sequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and but what but what I'm saying is like that like that shit's weak. I ne- I need it to have some sort of growth. Like I, yeah. I need it to not just be a monster of the week. Otherwise, like don't make me like don't make it a movie. Make it a feature. Like something. You know. Don't make yeah. it a Marvel Cinematic Universe with fifty installments. If like literally the beginning and end of iron man 2 is but who's gonna watch iron man like no i'm i'm, I'm bored i'm i'm bored guys we never solved a problem we just are Ugh. doubling down on this problem and the problem. iron and the iron man franchise is like the tip of the iceberg like it's probably Ugh. one of the better of them like it is honestly. it is i just iron man 2 stands out to me because i remember like feeling just like as someone who has studied film being like you can do better. Oh uh, yeah, this like, is not. Like I, yeah. I know comic books can do better. I know movies can do better and I know the blend of the two can do better. Yep, you can do better. You can do better. Um so what who cannot do better, I would say, is uh is Jason Sudeikis, Sudeikis specifically in this movie because Oh my god. Yeah. I feel like no one has a good backstory in this. Pretty no. much at all. No, no one. Like on it you never yeah. not choose like a sister for a half second when she talks to her sister for a half second on the phone. I can't just for sister know, like... to show up. Like, no, like yeah, I was exactly. Like, Where is she? Something also, yeah. like, literally, she talks to her sister for like half a second because her sister's worried because, like, oh my god, the world's ending, and then like, what never ever has a family again, like what? Yeah. Also, also is she like, also she has is to there hang an empty up empty house that her parents own that like isn't being sold. Like, also, like literally nothing to anyway, I'm sorry, it's true. It's an enjoyable movie, guys. I really well... like it is. That's very weird and I also think it's funny that she has to hang up the phone so she can use both hands to use a laptop. I'm like, "Why that phone put <sighs> on your shoulder? Like put on your Big girl phone like, and Hold do on, it." I'm putting you on speaker yeah, and put like her on set speaker. down your phone. Yeah, I yeah. mean like I don't expect her to untangle her headphones right now, but come on. Um, I do understand that moment if you're freaking out being like, I'm, you know, I got it. I got I to know. go. Because right. I've been in those moments where it's like, I literally, I can keep you on the phone, but I'm going to ignore you and you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I need focus to focus on this. I need to wrap my arms around this. I'll call yeah. you back. Yeah it's, just, yeah, it's just a weird, it's no, like a weird totally. moment. It was like, it's like, uh, it's like in a sitcom where they suddenly invent... Like family members so to drive the plot forward, like right. they're, they're strictly there for exposition. Her sister is there strictly for exposition. Oh, it's just so fucking annoying. Because it is like... annoying. They should know better, um, yeah. especially since any of the other characters could have told her this. But yeah, uh, but I feel like Jason Segel really like takes like the little crumbs of his backstory and like mashes them together into this beautiful wedding cake. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. like yeah, like like it looks it looks really good, and you buy it. Like, he, yeah. he mentions casually, like, almost getting married in a scene. But, you know, she had a baby and things get boring. And I was like, no, dude, she wanted to get her baby away from you because you're f- a violent nut job, Right? No, exactly. When you watch that, like, a second time, it's like... Yep oh yeah she she, she saw a chant and that's like well no. yeah I'd she be, was brought I she was pulled in like I was dude she thought you were gonna be like the be- like the best thing yeah, a ever dude. and uh, like, like and it. like a good a good uh guardian for her baby and yeah. you are a violent and you're crazy person a violent abusive monster and like that I'll like I can I still will never get that shot out of my head when she goes to his house and he's like it's after the first time he's been like a violent asshole like overtly violent asshole and like he's like he has joel i don't understand how his friends stand by him as long as they do in this movie but um, that's a that's a clever part where joel comes over and apologizes for oscar and says for oscar and has like a whole van full of furniture like he felt so bad he wanted me to send yeah, over. he feels terrible i spoke with him all night i was like Dude, why didn't you follow her? Why didn't you take her home? I know, Like, right? why are you? That's why so are you weird. chasing your ab- abusive? I don't know. It just Oscar reminded me. Basically, like he, like he actually hurts her. Finally, like finally not being a word I want to use, but like you know, <laughs> knocks her down. Like you know, he reveals himself to be to be an abusive monster. Yes. Yep. Like and... in the plain light of day, it's daylight. Like he does it. You know. Yeah. And then Joel, Joel... chases him. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like But it's but also makes all the sense in the world. Like have you noticed like uh recently, like the Kavanaugh um clusterfuck. Um <laughs> the, the Kavanaugh situation. Um I felt like I saw a lot of my um cis white straight male friends um on Facebook posting stuff about like if I'm friends with your abuser, let me know. That will change. Like Joel yeah. needs that. That's what he needs yeah. to see. Like cuz I yeah. think there is a thing where like they don't know and Joel and Oscar is really charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure Oscar has lots of wonderful male friends. And the problem is that those those dudes stick together. Like they don't they don't call each other on their bad stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um Although that scene where she goes to his house, I really hated that they made him a hoarder. I thought that that was classist. <laughs> I did not like that. Yeah, the the hoarder stuff didn't make sense to me. It was the photo. Uh, I and I only feel like maybe they did that in order to justify the fact that he would still have that photo in a like in a frame of his mom holding him as a baby. I and, like, think that's her his, face scratched. I think out. that's his ex girlfriend and her baby. Ah. Uh. That makes so much more sense. I think, I think it's his girlfriend. Yeah. Because that's something, like, I kept on, like, trying to figure you're like, out, you're like... You're like, what on earth? Yeah, you, like, revisit that scene where he talks about his mom dying. You're like, is there something here? Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, I mean, I guess he's just always had, like, a really messed up relationship with, um, with women. And, like, you know, I know his mom died when he was young. And, like, maybe he never liked his mom either. Uh... That makes more sense. Well, and I feel like also there's, like, I think they're probably trying to draw some conclusions, like, hoarding is about control, and he's a controlling person, and he's always giving her, like, all this, like, kind of inappropriate stuff, like a giant television set and, like, really, like, weird, beautiful antique furniture, and they're like, oh, he's a hoarder, so he has all this stuff around, and I'm like, yeah... But also, I feel like it draws distinct lines between her being sort of like a minimal, uh, ritzy, posh city girl and him being a blue collar, poor country boy that he has like room to hoard. And like, that's like something. I don't know. It it felt very classist to me. I did not like it. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. I feel like it put her automatically in a place where she was supposed to seem so much more healthy. And I'm like... Girl just rolled herself up in an inflatable mattress. She is not healthy. Like, no, I'm sorry, Gloria. No. She, you are not, better than, not no. better than a hoarder. You're not better than a hoarder. Like, and I, I, and of course, I think that we're supposed to draw juxtapositions between his like overly full house and her empty house. But I think we're supposed yeah. to think that her empty house is more virtuous. And I'm like, no, they're both really messed up. Like, that's really... Yeah. You guys are both doing well, really I, messed I, up I th- things with your life. I think it's supposed to be more about how, like, he's been, like, he's been broken for a long time. She's only been broken for, like, a year. And yeah. it's like, okay, but, like, is that the only time she's been broken? Because, like, people lose jobs and also don't, you know, become, like, weird alcoholics. Don't, don't become giant monsters that kill people. Insult. Yeah fair yeah Yeah, no exactly let's let's take it where the movie literally goes because you're right fair (laughs) but you know (laughs) yeah um Uh. but i think that they once again he fills it out though like he like makes it sound like he's always kind of resented her talents and her abilities and like he just wants to like take out all his rage on her like like that's like I, i think he i think he sells it for it and i think that right Okay. Right, this idea that she escaped and, like, he by coming back, like, it somehow, like, levels him up. Like, all of, yeah, you buy it all. You buy his entire performance in a way yes. that, like, while I buy Anne Hathaway's performance, I'm still, like, but, like, who is Gloria? I don't ask that about Oscar, even though there are still, like, gaps there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't spend a lot of time being, like, but, like, what are Oscar's motivations? I'm, even if I don't know what they are, I feel like Oscar knows what his motivations are you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, every, everything, everything he does makes total sense to him for sure. Yeah, and totally. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't think it's necessarily Anne Hathaway's, like, fault, quote unquote like, I think she does, no. it's a good performance I just think that the script gives her less like, yeah. t- gives her less crumbs to kind of, like, push together into a meal. Well, yeah. because this this the, the movie, and, apparent, and I know this for a fact because, like, apparently Anne Hathaway, like, talked about the end with the director, like, they wanted people to like Gloria, and I feel like that held them back? Um, I held them back so majorly. I read that too and I was like, "Damn, that's not cool." The one thing yeah. I really liked about this movie is I felt like it was really easy to not like Gloria and that's a brave, ballsy thing to do with your female yeah. lead, especially when she's like an A-list star like Anne Hathaway. And then yeah, when I and f- like and like and and like, like can has like America's Sweetheart esque, yeah, know? totally, totally, like a like 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 a leading a leading whistle clean, beautiful, yeah. shiny haired lady, yeah, totally, right. The like the scandalous thing that Anne Hathaway did. Was that the the press photographed Anne Hathaway like you know uh getting out of a car and 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 sh- and revealed parts of her body like that wasn't even on her you know what I mean the scandalous oh, God. Yeah. thing they tried to shame her about was not something that she even fucking did so yeah, yeah. whistle yeah. clean you whistle know I mean? clean like yeah totally so I, I I was really I thought that that was really cool that and, and you know they still get points for doing it they still took a risk like and that's yeah. great but it makes me it makes me feel mad that I, it feels like instead of ma- taking an intentional risk and being like we're doing this because this is an important thing to do they did yeah. it kind of and they were like well it's risky we'll see though <laughs> yeah like totally. it, that, that that takes a lot of the a lot of the coolness out of it for me agreed i would agree 100 percent. so going back to to tim for a second i think um you know I, I went on a similar kind of, like, ride with Tim where I was like, oh, my God, he's being so terrible to her right now. And then, like, over the course of it, you're like, well, probably Tim's actually kind of good. And, like, when he's like, I'm not going to talk to you while you're drunk. I'm like, oh, Tim's, like, going to Al-Anon. Like, he's doing the yeah. work. Good. Good yeah. for Tim. Yeah. And then he, like, and then he does, there's, like, he kind of flips around the same time that Oscar flips or, like, you notice yeah, that he's he shows, not. Because he shows up. Yeah. And, like, in a way that is um inappropriate inappropriate yeah i was going to say just like just like in romcoms things that like are seen as grand romantic gestures that are also just like not having boundaries um right cuz he was... shows up after he's like dumped her because like she he... hasn't been like returning his phone calls or something mm. like oh no way he comes because he hears uh Oscar's voice oh god he's that's on, great he's on he's on like they're like they're like uh they're like skyping and yeah and, and she, she just hears... like leaves him on this call, which, which, which I would <laughs> have probably not talked to her again yeah. for like. No, but that's I why don't know, he I would have talked to her again. That's incredibly rude. And instead, so he just like shows up. Yeah, and he's seen her place. He knows that this woman is like squatting in a barren house, like sleeping in a leak on a leaky inflatable mattress. Like he knows that she desperately needs help. Like I don't. I mean, yeah. I I have never no. been in his position. No. Like I okay well, we Marius are a single person that you have in a serious long term relationship with that if you knew that was happening you would not have gone and tried to like help then like yeah no or at the very least I wouldn't have been like I'm worried about you cheating on me that would be like that's kind oh of the least God. of my worries at right. this point also like <laughs> like oh. yeah right yeah also they're my not about you they're not still together to control as well yeah right. you don't and me. ownership and ownership yeah. And yeah. Also, so then he comes back and they have this, like, the things he says to her in that scene where they're, like, in her, his, like, uh, his Holiday <laughs> Inn Express, yeah, yeah, room, where he's like, I used Shaming to give her. you. Yeah. It was like, I, used, I can't believe you're working in a bar. I used to give you money. Now you're just working for tips. I was like, whoa. So, like. Yeah. Isn't that better? Like, that she's yeah. being a productive member of society? Yeah. Like fuck you dude did you want her to be taking money from you because why did you kick her out then like yeah. but so I, and I thought that that was clever where it was like actually all these guys are bad and then you add that together with Joel being like Oscar's a good guy I'm like Oscar's not a good guy Oscar's Joel. not a good guy Joel. Joel you're like you're an apologist and yeah. like the fact that at the end you're kind of like stoked that your friend got killed like what what is what even is your deal like Joel what even is it Although I would I would chalk that up to just being like some weird thing where they were like we can't let Gloria be at all complicated even though yeah. the entire movie is about how complicated she is <laughs> right um, yeah I hated 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 the scene where Oscar sets that firework off in his bar I hated tell it. me about tell me about what you hated about it oh well first first thing I hated about it was purely like aesthetic. I was like, yeah. the most irresponsible firework you own is a fountain. That's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the most crazy thing, irresponsible thing you own is it just a really big fountain. At least make yeah. it an aerial. What's wrong with you? Like, like, like. I'm. So- yeah. Did you not have like w- w- what? Like that made me so angry. Like I was like, yeah, just like beyond angry. I was like, that's dumb. It, it seems like a half measure. I'm like, no. If you had that found, you could like. You could like set that off in your driveway and it would be fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Like I expected no. it to be some sort of crazy like ex- like a cannon going off. But no, yeah. it's just dumb. And yeah. then I thought that what he was so like Oscar like brings it around by being like lots of irresponsible things have happened in this bar, but I'm about to do the most irresponsible thing, which is set off this like lame ass firework, and then <laughs> I mean it does wreak some damage, but I guess I guess like it sets like a couple like like Indiana Jones Disney World stunt show fires that are like just like kind of like casually hanging out on surfaces but like they can still be in the building like nothing like that's crazy that's crazy and then he's then I thought what it was working around to is he was gonna be like I'm irresponsible and crazy but she's even worse that's what I thought it was working around to and I was like okay yeah all right yeah Yeah. maybe and I, I was like that makes sense because now we're gonna come back around to this like this concept of like, what's actually going on with Gloria? Like, maybe we can like, stop focusing on the men so what's much. What's the matter with Gloria? And maybe what's we can the matter like, with baby. Yeah. Push, and maybe we can get back to what's going on with Gloria. Like, that would make yeah. sense. That would make me very happy at this point. But instead, it was just like him being like, yeah, I can be a crazy nut job and she'll still stay with me. I was like, what is that? That's not even anything. Like what are you talking about? Like yeah, what I what I mean is yeah, it was it was a dick measuring contest about his control he has over her. Right, like, about, which is, about which, how like Tim does not have a reach anymore. Right, which is okay, but like I, I I'm like no, this is not the story I really like. Obviously, you're a bad guy, Oscar. You don't have to set off a firework to prove to me that you're a bad, dangerous guy. I get yeah. that. That's fine. Like. Make this make sense. Make this enrich the story. It was just so dumb. I did not like I think it. it. I think it was literally just, again, uh, some lazy shorthand and that, that was just supposed to tell us, like, how, how, like, how he how, was not trying to back How out he down. was. Yeah. Yeah, how willing he was to just totally show his hand because he felt so sure of his control over her because he he could kill all these people and she was the only person who could stop him, which honestly isn't true. Anyone... <clears throat> guys, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate a lack of gun control. Anyone with a gun standing near that playground could have ended him. Okay? You didn't have to be a monster inside of it in order to be able to end him is kind of the point. Like, she couldn't as, like, a smaller woman. Like, I get it. But, like, the bottom line is lots of people could have taken Oscar out. Um, so. also, also, Gloria could have gone to the cops and been like, look, Oscar beat me up. <laughs> like yeah take him put him in jail take him to jail <laughs> yeah and, and that, while we figure yeah. something out like i, I don't know yeah. the the way that they back her to that corner and make it seem like she has no other options seems sort of silly <laughs> um i don't know i think i again i think that that is supposed to be about her dysfunction too i think that's sure. supposed to be about like when you're damaged when you feel like you don't have options when you feel weak when you feel already like uh owned by like an addiction i think that is the only way for that to work is that she we set up that she was already broken that she has an addiction. Otherwise, I don't think that would have worked in any way. I'm not saying it worked. Period. I'm saying that that is why. No, I, I they, mean, like are, i, I bought it, it I work. bought it at the time. I was like, I like at this moment of the movie, I was like, man, what is she gonna do? Like, I did think that to myself. Yeah, no, it's only, exactly. It's because, only. And I think that that is. Reflection. I think that is also the performances. Like, yes, yes. Like his control, his like his insidiousness at that point is crackling through every part of the film that you you do also you like her are like how will you get out of this and and yeah Yeah. i because at the time i wasn't like someone else could just beat him up who does not show up in this like in soul and he would just be a flailing monster you know what i mean like uh it just because he appears doesn't mean anything other than like they're performing for a larger spectacle outside of themselves you know totally Ugh. let's get to the problematic nature of this movie. yeah um so we've already kind of talked about this but I it I it's so important that I really feel like we need to discuss further that all of the violence of this film other than, the very real horrific violence of Oscar beating up Gloria and, and yep. the very real wounds that you see on her, which I did think was powerful um, to actually show uh, the damage like her fucking eye is horrifying. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, but all the rest of the violence, it all happens in soul. It all happens on what we're supposed to believe is like the exact other side of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and <sighs> here's why that sucks. We only see Soul not from their perspective, not from like a flash. Like basically, like maybe twice. And it's when the monsters first appearing, and it's like a little girl, like you know that we see see the monster, and like that's like it. Otherwise, like the way the ca- the way that the camera works in cinema is, you can try and make people a part of a story. You can you can let us see more than we can let us understand our plight. Um, I would argue that Guardians of the Galaxy two when uh we're seeing all these worlds about to be overtaken by uh the god monster brain or whatever mm. uh that we get more of a view of their plight and their struggle and humanize all of those humanoid aliens more so than this movie humanizes uh <laughs> members the of Korean our same species yeah yes yeah and that's and that's that's that that's, sucks that's a fucking shame like yeah. they should they're, be they're of themselves. treated they're treated like um extras in a in a bad remake of a Godzilla movie, as though um, people of color are literally props and collateral, not um, human lives that are lost. and Nobody in that, and that's that's the only thing. So Mary and I talked about this. I'm sorry to be all over the place right now. Uh, you're just all you're just all all keyed up. It's great. I'm, I'm 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 pretty yeah. I'm percolating over here. I'm crackling myself, you might say. <laughs> um, you're like, I just really well, wish there was a drunk lady I could punch right now. <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to give her a tv and then get her right in the jaw right god uh, obviously not um no. but but no uh mary pointed out and i think i think rightly so that this film could have operated in uh they are in Darren, new york and the monsters appear in la yeah so there'd you be could a way you to make this film domestically without 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 this colonial bullshit Mm-hmm. Of um, placing the death and the burden on the other, and therefore um, making it matter less and count against our characters less. Uh, however, the only the only excuse I could come up with for them is that you know if this were happening in America, would a bunch of people in like I don't even know where are they supposed to be in this film? Oh, New like, Hampshire. A bunch of people in New Hampshire might not just be sitting around at a bar watching and waiting if it were happening um, in America. Well, but I'm- but also. But also, maybe they would be. Also, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. But, like, also, if they wouldn't be sitting at a bar, why are the people in South Korea where they know where this monster is going to appear keep on coming back? Like, if if we're not to trust that Americans would just be sitting at a bar watching the news coverage, you know, in order to have this, like, to have this duality of perspectives, then, like, why are we to believe that? the people of uh of, of Seoul would be hanging out in the blast radius of where this monster is. Anyway. I mean, I mean, definitely a hundred percent Americans would sit at a bar if it was like a state over. <laughs> I lived in. I remember. I remember doing a similar thing when uh, Hurricane Katrina was happening. Those people were dying. I remember doing. Yeah. We we all did that same thing um, during the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. Like we're not.
1: We're yeah. not.
0: Uh, I remember th- Hurricane Katrina. Watching. Uh... Yeah the footage of that um, at home in Kentucky that's uh, what you do like my yeah 100% so like I don't I don't buy that if monsters were attacking LA that like New York would evacuate no it wouldn't <laughs> it would not yeah. where are those people yeah. gonna go and then yeah. everyone would watch it because that's what we do with tragedies uh, yep. 9-11 never people didn't uh, escape the cities like yeah right like rich people yeah. did people who had cars did but like yeah. a lot of people were stuck watching on their TV that was happening in their city like yeah, there no absolutely, absolutely, and the rest of the country watch too. Like that's that's what we do. I mean, and that's honestly uh kind of this is like a little bit of a sidebar, but I think that we as a country need to decide what we do when the injustice reaches a level that we cannot stay home anymore. Like yeah, like at what point? Like and, and how does that escalate? Do we go to every courthouse in America? Um, if suddenly they start, you know, like if suddenly they start executing well, also, uh, yeah, illegal like, aliens the tip off. Yeah. yeah like, like, when do um, we do it? And and do we just well, like and also like like and, and that is that's this phrase I use, too. But like, let's even just stop saying even the phrase illegal aliens. Like, yeah. you know, like, let's just say like, you know fucking un- immigrants without the right paperwork. Yeah. Like, you know what I Undo- mean? Like, undocumented like, citizens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? That's right? true. Yes. yes. Like, like, like does ISIS have well. to start killing people for us to go to the courthouses and, and chant no justice, no peace, and, like, ruffle papers? Uh, yeah. Does yeah. does President Trump have to openly shoot female babies for us to start attacking the armed services? Like, what do yeah. we do? What do we do? Yeah. I don't know. We got to think about that because I think right now we'll do exactly what Gloria does in this movie and drink a beer and watch it on TV. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's no, a sidebar. I mean, um, no, but I think it's an important sidebar and one for us to be acknowledging, talking about, because outside this podcast, not on the other side, of the world a monster like a monster called systems of oppression is here and we are letting it we are watching it ravage tons of humans every day yep um yep yeah yep absolutely and all i'm saying is we need a goddamn plan yeah agreed yep um so right so like i think i think the story could have worked just fine if monsters were attacking paris I think yeah. that I think that we needed for it to connect and really upset an American audience. We needed to have, we needed to have either um, foreign landmarks because. You know, these sorts of movies are generally um, d- generally defined by what kind of landmarks the monsters destroy. Because absolutely, the King devastation. Um, yeah, the yeah. devastation is so great that we need to see them destroy like buildings to like fully comprehend it. Without like having to like vomit in our hands. Um, yeah, and it seemed like this movie. It, it seemed like almost it was a financial thing or something because we didn't have those iconic shots. Which no, is, uh, which is a mistake. If you're going to do a big monster movie. Also, like, and it's not like the mistake isn't they didn't kill enough people. The point is we're supposed to believe many, many, many people have died. So show us the buildings coming down and don't just show us one shot of a kid almost getting stepped on and, like, saved, like... And and show buildings that will matter to people in America. This is an American film. It's for American audiences. Like show us buildings that we know. Like I don't know the landmarks in Seoul. I don't think very many Americans do. And that's that's on us. That sucks. That's that's the problem. Yeah, that sucks. But like if you showed these if you showed this monster like uh, like stepping on the white house I mean right now that would make me happy. But like I remember when Mars <laughs> attacks did that when they showed yeah. an Independence Day both and I think they came yeah. up really close together. Whi- yeah. Both showed the white house getting blown up and people were like up in arms. I remember there were thought pieces in the newspaper about it like is this yeah. okay to show? Like yeah. Like we need that kind of reaction to like understand the magnitude of what's happening. So well, and, to, and to personally hold these people accountable. Yeah. Because like there, like there has to actually be a cost. It can't be an abstract because the thing is, our brains do not make us face the consequences of abstract problems. Nope. We are we are very able to dismiss them. Right. Also, it definitely leverages, I hope not intentionally, but I have to feel like this was a conversation somewhere along the way. I, I don't want to, I, I don't think I'm naive enough to assume that it's all just what, like, you know, just pat what happens. To hell. Yeah, path to hell being paved with good intentions. I, I feel like there must have been something where they were like, well, we can't really show them killing, like, Americans, a.k.a. Right. white people. Like, we can't do yeah. that. So we're gonna leverage the fact that We have a we have a group of people who are not speaking English, so automatically Americans care about them less and want to listen to them less. And also, we're going to make them not white, you know. Yeah. And so, and that, and then we're going to use those people as a set piece. Like there are set pieces. It's really messed up. It's not okay. It really is. It's not okay. okay. We have to push back on this kind of crap because it happens all the time. Um, like these people are just backdrops, while like. While like two individual white people duke it out. That's really weird. Yeah, to and duke th- out their own problems. Uh yeah. R- Allah uh, taking down a lot of lives from people. We are we are made by the film, and that's what I mean. It's a choice to make us not care more about it. They could spend more time with these people. They could make they could humanize the actual violence, but they they don't they they aren't willing to let us hold um Hold our characters accountable. No, and that's stupid. The but- only way that we hold a character accountable is we hold Oscar accountable for finally like physically violating Gloria. Um, yeah, very upsetting. When she then yeah, which is which is very upsetting. And then you know he dies, but like that yeah. that comes as a result of like him menacing her, not the fact that he was menacing many many other people. I also thought it was really messed up that. Um they they totally let her off the hook by making every person in soul basically decide that the her monster is good and his monster is bad. Like, yeah. like because because she writes like a note being like, sorry, it was a mistake. MBD. So, so sorry, right? And, yeah. and, and like, and then they accept that apology. And then because she does things like, tr- like appears to be protecting the, the like the city from the robot, they're like, oh, that monster is good. Don't think it slipped by me either that she gets to be an organic creature and he gets to be a robot so that yeah, we care no. so much less actually also when he dies. Yeah. Kind of yeah. messed up, right? No, So totally. this movie totally will not, will not like... Let anybody will will not hold anybody accountable to taking any sort of human life, which is which is not okay. And I no. really hated that at the end. So like she she like kills she kills the robot, she kills Oscar. And well, then... let, let's 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 at least let's at least quickly recap that scene. Oh, cause, sure. Because uh, because the the plot overview didn't talk about the very end. So oh, yes, she uh, he's officially no holds barred beating her up now. Uh, she wanders back home after this last encounter, um, goes to fall asleep, sees uh, a, a map she has drawn, because she tried to figure out where exactly the monster would be so she could map out where the playground was, so she could, like, step in there without killing anyone. And uh, as, as she slams the door and the paper, like, falls over, she realizes if she's in Seoul and in that space, does she become a giant monster in America? So she gets on a plane... Takes a fourteen-hour plane ride. Must like immediately find a flight that's immediately taking off in order to immediately be there. I know it's only fourteen hours, and technically this is twenty-four hours later, but like, come on! But come Um, on! Also, also privilege. She's like, right? She's a broke. She's a broke woman living in a broke person living in an empty house, and suddenly she can afford a same-day ticket to Seoul. To Seoul, what? like a premium luxurious beautiful city like an expensive place to go Come yeah hell yeah yeah hell yeah um yeah so she goes over to Seoul and as a result we see her there uh stepping forward and and because she's able to watch the robot she's able to see that yes she has manifested a monster it seems as though She's able to see and understand what the monster is seeing and understanding, uh, which doesn't make sense, but doesn't make any sense or follow any of the logic at all of the film up until that point. Um, but she captures him, picks him up, and he's like asking for forgiveness and then calls her a bitch. Um, and then she tosses him far away. And hopefully the robot body doesn't, like, crash into oh, a you bunch know, of they villagers' take, homes and they kill take, them. Like. They take care of that. I paid attention to that, too, because the first time I was like, well, what about when the robot lands? No, but it blinks out of existence. It, like, des- it like dissolves in the air. You see it happen. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's it, okay. It crosses whatever barrier and fine. Fine, fine, fine. What we don't, don't. get, to, what we don't know, is what happens to Oscar. Still, you know, not a giant robot size, but still a man-sized body getting flung clear across a quaint little New Hampshire town. Like, yeah. where does he land exactly? Oh my God, right? <laughs> what child what, does what he traumatize? Inv- when you know, f- f- what police investigation follows up with that oh murder? <laughs> Man. F- seems to have flown like in a rocket but without any casing <laughs> through the air and then just exploded um. <laughs> he seems like he was thrown by a giant ant and that's exactly yeah. what happens she looks like an ant um mm-hmm. so, so, anyway, so so that's what happens fine so that happens and then so the 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 people of Seoul see this happen and then they all rush to sort of this like um I don't know what are we gonna call it it's a uh, it's, a, it's like a, a shoreline. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a different term for this. I don't know what it is, though. But they all rush to the shoreline um, to celebrate the fact that they're the no pier longer... The pier. Banana. Yeah. Yeah. They all rush this pier to celebrate the fact that this robot has has is no longer going to smash them all dead. And they're all <laughs> clapping in jubilation. And I know that they're clapping because the monster is gone and they don't realize that Gloria had anything to do with it. But the way that they frame it yeah. is very much as though they are plotting for this white woman savior. Yeah. Um, not okay. Not okay. <laughs> not Just okay. Just really not. And also, like, again, by not humanizing anyone. They're treated like, like, they're just, like, stereotyped shots. They're, like, stock images of, like, basically, like, Korean tourists or something, even though we're in Korea. There should be every kind of Korean. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I did not, I did not care for the way in which no human that was not white was, like, shown as being a person. Also, like, we're in New Hampshire. Are there really no no one but white people in new hampshire that, that, that might be true although there are there is that korean restaurant owner who translates the the phrase for but, oscar yeah, the, yeah 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 who actually right. that's when like i was like eh, something doesn't feel right about this movie something doesn't fast the sniff test at that point and then i was like oh because when i saw how upset they were about the situation in seoul and like their sign that's like you know helps help support soul like with like in their windows i was like oh it's because i feel worse for them that i feel for any of the people that she's supposedly killing because i'm just seeing more of because them. because yeah because also i'm, I'm being shown humans also not because like right also masses. because they are americans like automatically yeah. i automatically yeah. they're americans them more. who are interacting with our protagonists yes like even even yep. in short indirect ways that makes them more valuable in uh, the fact that we only see uh, Koreans interacting with their protagonists as either being a bartender who's about to, like, hear a white lady unload her problems about how she basically killed a bunch of your brethren, um, or or it's a bunch of people applauding her for uh, saving them. I'm sorry. Yeah. I What I... I feel like it is. It's possible that I am sounding very problematic in the way. But my my point is, this, this movie is really problematic. And humans treat humans like humans. Anyway, I'm sorry. I mean, for a oh. movie that's purporting to be as woke as this is, it's it's pretty hamfisted. It makes me feel. It makes me feel sad. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it, you know, really does because there are things it does well. Yeah. Um, and if they had just honestly. Let the monster be in America. We could have bypassed a lot of a lot of these critiques. I would just um, be way more comfortable if this monster was stepping on the White House right now. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Me too. Yep. Me too. I, yep. I, I I agree. Yep. Um. So let's. Uh, uh, what do you think that uh, the moral of this movie is, Mary? I think if I'm reaching and I'm trying to arrive at a moral that I like for this movie and I think kind of encompasses everything and highlights the best features of this movie. I would say it's about knowing what kind of a monster you are and then facing head on the impact that your monstrous ways have on other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like that that Gloria gets to see the, the, the like kind of like extreme impact of her behavior and has to like settle up with the kind of person that she is. Um yep. and I, so I I kind of think it's about that. That's that's the best I can do, <laughs> I guess. I know I Well, and so so what I like what what I what I think is successful about this and it it's very similar to some of the contributions I had to uh, make about the Boba Duke. Check out our episode from last time on the Boba Duke, yeah. uh, available on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um you Stitcher weirdos. uh i feel like this idea that you don't totally defeat your monsters that like your monster's like a part of you Mm -hmm. that it's just something you go forth with and that by that that manifestation of like they are the monsters when they're in the um when they're in the playground no matter what they're doing whether if she's just like on the phone like that's always going to be a part of her a part of her is always going to be ugly it's always going to have um She's always going to have this thing that she has to deal with. I think that's strong. Um, it's frustrating, however, that her she doesn't actually have to deal with her monster. We just get kind of a throwback to it at the very end with that last line in the closing scene of like, do you want a drink? And her being like, Phew. you know, like basically like, let me blow my bangs out of my eyes kind of reaction. You yeah, know what I mean? Um, and instead of like her having to like Face out her own shit. Um, I think that it mo- it loses the thread there, but I do. I I think that it's it is a powerful moment where uh she where we see her as a human pick up this her bully and like we don't actually see it. We just see her grabbing like that. Something about that scene and the way she acts it does feel very powerful. Um and like a reclamation uh of power uh, and that's that's visually satisfying, but um yeah i i personally think it 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 flubs a little bit when it comes to the moral because it it's a movie that uh doesn't do enough work setting up what it is supposed to be about uh or just leaves in a bunch of stuff that it never fully deals with i.e glorious alcoholism so yeah and it it kind of seems a little bit crummy too because i don't I don't want to be put in a position where I'm like, can the guy beat her up a little bit less because I want to know how flawed she is, But that is the position I feel like when I'm in this yep. movie because I'm yep. like everything, it's so shocking. and actually maybe this really highlights how um, callous it is towards uh, Korean people uh, living yeah. in Seoul, where it's just so blatant and shocking and upsetting when he when he physically lays hand when Oscar physically lays hands on Gloria. Yeah, that from bec- the very the very first time he really does it when he just after the monsters faded away and he shoves her to the ground, shocking. just like shows it's, how easy it is. Yeah, it's shocking. It's upset, very really. very upsetting. And I feel like we like because they're willing to go there and and kind of put us through that kind of trauma. The fact that they spare us that for the for the people of Korea is really messed up. Like, and I yeah. think it's a sign that you you have a story that could have been really powerful and really interesting and you introduce another element which is which is something we have to talk about like we have to talk about domestic violence we have to talk about all that stuff but you instead just decided to give us like a villain that absolutely no one will agree with or root for right and right. it it just lets everybody de- else it- off the hook like mm-hmm. entirely yeah um, by making oscar such a monster you no longer You don't even have room to hold other people accountable, almost. Well, the narrative doesn't make room. Us as an audience are feeling dissatisfied because we feel like we should be holding her more accountable. Mm -hmm. But uh, the narrative says that there isn't room or time. Yeah. And it's also a little bit, I mean, it's sort of, I feel like, uh, I always talk about how I think it's, and I feel this all the time, but, like, if if an American sees an animal threatened on film, we're like, oh, no, but we're, like, completely happy to watch, like, you know, movies about people literally ripping each other apart and we're totally yep. fine with it. Like, and how yep. and how weird that is. But I yeah. also feel like this movie is a little bit and not, of course, minimizing the horrors of domestic violence, like horrible horrible stuff horrible yeah yeah oh my god if you're in an abusive relationship get help if you yeah, see like, people speak up like um this is this is a very real thing the only way in which it can sound like we are deprioritizing now it is that it is put in juxtaposition with the literal massacre of, of 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 an entire city's worth of humans. Right, right. the fact that like she's the maybe killing... Massacre. That she maybe so, is killing, like, tens of thousands of people. Right, like right. The fact- and that is the only way it might seem like we are taking this thing less seriously is because this film juxtaposes these things, <laughs> and we are forced to have this conversation because right. the film kind of is like, no, 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 it's worse that she has a black eye. That's horrifying, guys. Yeah, that's but not okay. So is the like senseless murder of lots of humans. And it's so. horrifying it's horrifying for me to be asked to like to like choose those things and not and not be yep. also asked to interrogate why I feel that way. Yeah. Like like I kinda kept waiting for that shoe to drop, like where it would be like where he'd be like, I mean, I gave you a black eye, but you killed thousands of people. Like, that would have been, that would have right. been chilling and like, and, and complicated to watch as an audience member and interesting, but they never go there because this movie is an embodiment of white feminism. It really is. It really is. She gets to be the hero at the end and like, doesn't have to do any of the work. And yeah. This is my spicy take. The reason we have not thought of a way to punish. Men who are called out for the Me Too movement outside of circles that are explicitly liberal, like Hollywood, yeah, yeah, and even then, and even then, and even then, and even then, Lucy Cam, looking at you, is because we have focused so so closely on the experience of relatively privileged white women who don't really need those men to go to jail to feel a sense of justice. Yep, that's why if that's true if we focused up on the on the origin of me too if we focused on yeah on the non yeah if we focused on the non-white aspect of this we might actually start getting somewhere and be like yeah what exactly do we want what will make what what will help the victims and punish the the oppressors what can we do here that will that will Make this experience something where if a woman stands up and says, me too, someone gives a goddamn. Because right now, no one really does. Instead, we have a bunch of white women who feel really cool about themselves and it's comforting and we get to be part of a really cool club. But we also get to keep our cushy jobs and have uh, partners that support us and listen to us and believe us and all of those things. And it's not actually helping, guys. It's not helping we it's have to figure br- yeah. we have to figure out a way for this to connect to justice. We have to yeah, find we have to expand our narrative and actually make it meaningful p- for people who really need it. For the people for the people who can't just quit their jobs. <laughs> for yeah. the people who can't just escape. Like it's not we we have to find a way that it exits like an exit strategy due to privilege is not the answer to your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and and uh, obviously there are white women that fall into this category too, and and sure, yeah, a broad and, brush, yeah, broad there brush. Are, there are definitively there 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 are many many ways in which privilege is classified. There are many many outliers to experiences, but the bottom line is we are zoomed in on a white female upper middle class narrative, not upper to upper upper you know class narrative, and that is not like many things uh that that are a part of um white supremacy it doesn't actually serve everyone. All right, so final thoughts. This yes. is movie important. Is it uh, feminist? Is it interesting from a feminist perspective and do you recommend it? Um I want very badly to like it and I recommend it with reservations. Here are the things I think it does well. I think it's very imaginative and it's an unusual way to tell a story and I want to see yep. more movies like this because I think it's it's really cool. Um, yeah. And plus, plus I like I like being, you know, I like monster movies. Like I, you know I think it's cool an interesting way to to play out sort of a very traditional now uh, movie genre and put a twist on it. And I like that twist. Twist. Um, I like. I think the most successful thing they do with uh, Oscar's character is that we never blame Gloria for the way he's acting. We're never yeah. like, oh, she shouldn't have been so drunk. She, yeah, she brought this on herself. Yeah, that is. She was that, asking for it. That's definitely that feminist. Never, that's definitely yeah. important. That's definitely good. Um, to a lesser, and she does, and she, and and she, you know, limited, but she does take action. She does go to. I yeah. mean, she has a privilege to go to Korea, but she does go to Korea. She does like. Yeah. She is. She doesn't go and like run into the arms of of tim or let someone else take care of her like we do she rescues she rescues the situation herself which i think is important and i and i personally like that she kills him at the end i think that for sure i think that i mean i think that they kind of like soften it quite a bit by like not really showing him dying but like showing his robot just like kind of like dissolve into air like i think that that's like a little bit of a cop out like i don't know sure but I, but I, I, did like him getting picked up. I did like yes. his infinite rage and screaming, like that that rage that's still coming out. That um, that feeling of uh, feeling as though his life just just isn't measuring up to what it should be. That like he isn't being treated the way he should be. That entitlement coming out at the very end, even you know entitled rage. I thought it was strong. I mean, and, um, and I think just like overall, I'm very used to narratives where victims are expected to forgive people. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Um, and I think that there is I, I think that there is a lot of power in not forgiving people. <laughs> Yeah. i mean I, I i don't think you should let it consume you i think that you need to find a place where you can be joyful i don't think that you i don't think that deciding you're not going to forgive people who have hurt you in your life really really terribly um will will be an impediment to your own personal joy i think if you want to choose to do that that's great you should do that no, i in in, in yeah. the words of kasha there's some things only God can forgive. So. Exactly. And I think, so I, I like that. I, I don't see that often in film. And I think that's important. And I think that we women are tends We tend to be uh, kind of like rushed to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, I don't, I don't think we should <laughs> as much as we do. So I like that she killed him. Um, yeah, Agreed. But, you know, I, I, I think the real failing is it's telling a very limited story. Yeah, the the feminism of it gets kind of trumped by the fact that it is the white feminism of it. Yeah, and and the fact that they don't fully even commit to that. Where like yeah. where like at least a white feminist like um like I think about there was kind of a period for uh, Charlize Theron where she was just playing really unlikable women constantly, mm-hmm. and I didn't always love those movies, um, but I did always appreciate that she was doing it because I think it's important. And I feel like they kind of pulled the punch here, and I don't appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Anne Hathaway can also just not be likable. I mean, we've seen her movies where she's not likable. Rachel at the wedding, being one of them. Yeah, I will never watch that movie again. Maybe don't watch that movie, guys. If you're not, you know, whatever. Um, You do, you live your best life. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Miz and I was gonna laugh for seven million years. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely *Lamez* movie, guys. It's a pile of crap, uh, dog shit, more like I'm just lame. A mis, like what? <laughs> Although I will argue, I will argue. Who is likable in lame? Is think about it. Think no about one. it. I, I, I think no one. No I mean one. Jean Valjean a little bit, but I mean also I don't you know whatever. I mean, but like uh, just uh, I'm not a lame is person. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I yeah we don't you know let's. Let's li- let's leave Lamez at the door, all right? You don't have to take it with you, guys, all no, right? No, <laughs> I like I like way dorkier musicals than Lamez is is what I'm saying. I'm 1976. Like, I do like 70s. Yes, I love Hello Dolly. Like mm-hmm. give me yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Wally, uh which used this Hello Dolly as its Ugh. uh as its musical underscore. Wally's so like, such a good movie. One oh, day we'll do Wally. Love Wally. Do you recommend yeah. this movie? I I I listen Watch it for watch it for the performances. Yes, um,
1: watch oh, it and with, watch it to uh, see
0: a nice guy be a mon- become a monster. Like watch that yeah, to have and, a nice and, guy and be a bad really guy. That's really what I mean. Watch it. Yeah. Watch it for for Jason Stikus and that uh, and that evolution from going from if you are me and have enough internalized um, probably sexism. Where you're kind of like, I mean, why don't you like him, Gloria? To like, oh God, Jesus Christ, uh, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go to the movies for that. It's worth it. It's an enjoyable Hulu uh, afternoon. It's worth it. It's like um, it's like an hour thirty. You got time. Yeah, you got you got, you got time. There's trust me, I don't like watching. Me- I I turn off many movies that I start to stream because they're not good. This one is worth watching. Anyway for next time Mary what should we be watching we are watching a movie (laughs) for which they just did I like it we are going to be watching a movie that if it didn't exist, this podcast might ex- not exist. Well, at least it might not exist for me because I love this movie and it was like the thing that made me be like, oh, these things can be connected. You can. You can have feminism and science fiction mash and horror, a little bit of horror, all mashed into a big glorious ball and I just want to eat it all up with a big spoon. And that is The Stepford Wives, the OG 1975 version, um, which you can currently stream on Amazon Prime. And you want to know who hasn't ever seen the OG Supper Wife? What? I know. I'm really excited. I'm so guys. I'm so excited. I really. I. I just. I can't tell you how excited I am because I've read enough about it. I know enough about it. Um. But I'm. I'm also. I'm also coming out this plain and free and clear so uh watch with me for the first time or with mary for the um millions yeah no i love i love (laughs) i love suffered wives um suffered wives og 1975 amazon prime yeah don't watch that nicole kidman garbage where everything is the fault of an older woman because that is so regressive it's Uh, so regressive don't watch that crap well, gals and guys, uh, thanks for listening to Space Bras. Head over to Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Five stars, preferable. Um, good reviews, preferable. But all reviews. Just good reviews, guys. Be sure to visit <laughs> outrageousmechanisms.com slash bras That is S-P-A-C-E-B-R-A-S B-R-A-S to see our show notes and find other excellent podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at the handle at SpaceBras, S-P-A-C-E underscore B-R-A-S. Uh, check it out. We got some cool content coming your way and we'd love to connect with you. <laughs> and now join us as we raise our glasses and give the official toast of Space Bras. in these troubled times. We must remember that even though everyone else might suck, especially Oscar, we are awesome <laughs> and the galaxy is ours. Cheers! An Outrageous Mechanisms production.